1: Forever DOG
0: I used to think that this was my town. What a stupid thing to think. I he you biting off a brain now. I myself am on the brain. I used to wanna be a real man. I don't know what that even means. I just want you in my arms again.
1: And we can search each other's dreams. What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? What's up, Diamond Dogs? I think I just did it out of order. This is Rhea Butcher, the host of this here podcast, which is Three Swings. It's a podcast about baseball and other things. And this is a, this is a really special episode because we have made it to 100, which uh, in speaking with other people who make podcasts, is a tremendous feat. <laughs> um so I want to thank everybody that's listened and shared and written a Rosenbag question or come up to me at one of my shows and told me that they hate baseball but they love my podcast. Anybody who's ever made any uh fan art for 3 swings, anybody who's posted about it, anybody who's started liking baseball even the, the tiniest bit. Um Thank you for helping me make this show. Thank you for continuing to listen. Thanks for buying the products that we advertise on this show to help me keep making the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I did not foresee this show being anything like it is, except, you know, I just thought I was going to talk about baseball. And uh, yeah, now here we are in the middle of a global pandemic and uh, uh, an uprising and hopefully a revolution. Um, <clears throat> we'll see. I beg of you to, uh, to look towards revolutionary thought as opposed to, uh, <laughs> just seeing how this turns out. Um, uh, anyway, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to go too far down that road, but, um, please register to vote. Please figure out your voting plan. Um, nothing is going to be as you think it's going to be. So be prepared. Uh, please vote progressive uh, in every, any and every election that you can. Um, please do your research around prop ballot props and initiatives. Um, and a place that I've found that is very helpful for those specifically is ballotpedia. Cause that'll give you a lot of information as to who is funneling money into the yes or no campaigns. And that usually helps me decide which way I need to vote on those things. Um, <clears throat> so check that out. Uh, and yeah, be prepared, talk to your friends um, and just keep looking around, you know, keep those eyes open. Um, but yes, I wanted to say thanks to everybody who's been a guest on this show. Thanks to everybody who's uh, listened. Um, didn't know, didn't know I was going to make it to hundred, but here we are. I'm going to do the Rosenbag questions first, I think, and then we'll get into the, uh, the, the quote postseason <laughs> of baseball. And then, um, and then at the end of the show, uh, my dear friend in my actual human life and then dear friend of the show, Paula Tompkins stops by, uh, to catch up on base buddies and what he's been doing during the pandemic um, and how he's feeling. And uh, so, yeah, it's a really lovely chat, and I, I'm excited for you to hear it. Uh, I'm actually going to, as long-winded as I usually am, uh, which I think is perhaps what many of you come here for, I might keep it, like, kind of short and sweet, but I, I will say, because there's a Rosenberg question that gets kind of specifically into this, but um, what's interesting is that these hundred episodes have seen me watch the Dodgers lose the world series twice and then also lose the division series last year. Um, and it's been a wild ride of that. And then in my own life, it's been, um, I've w- walked through, uh, breakups and loss and triumphs and, um, a divorce and, um, um, those are just the things in my actual personal life, Uh, not to mention um, the ongoing assault of police brutality, specifically on black and brown Americans uh, and the assault against healthcare, housing, income equality, abortion rights, reproductive justice, trans rights. Um, It's just, you know, it's been consistent and throughout. And so, I've been really grateful to have a place to put my thoughts and feelings and hopes and dreams um, and have people respond to it. And, you know, (laughs) it's funny to me to like see, you know, like somebody like Joe Rogan, who just has like millions of listeners. And I think often like, man, what if a million people listened to Three Swings? And I was like, then it wouldn't be Three Swings because the people who listen to this podcast are the people who need to listen to this podcast. And that's who I needed to talk to and for all I know, it could be a million people, you know? Um, and I love all of you for listening to this podcast. Um, and I don't, I'm, I'm just not that person. You know, I have beliefs that I uh, allow them to grow and change. And, um, I, I want to be somebody who seeks rather than (laughs) forges, you know, like rather than tells people what to think and what to do. But, um, You know, I just uh, I'm I'm grateful for a place where people want to come on and talk about baseball and they feel like they can talk about it freely, about the things that bother them about it and about the things that they love about it and why they keep coming back to a thing that they have complicated feelings about, because, you know, it's boring to just talk about just like how much you love something and how there's nothing wrong with it. That's just boring to me, you know? Um, and so I just wanted to make a show for other people. And I know there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast and listen to like quote mainstream or whatever, uh, baseball podcasts too. And like, yeah, cause it's all important. It's like, I mean, I watched MLB network like obsessively two years ago. I loved watching it. I loved just watching baseball all the time. Um, and I balanced it with talking about what I thought was missing. So, that's what this show has been. And I appreciate everybody for helping me make it and having a place to put more than just baseball and more than just like analytics and more than just like knowing all the stats and knowing all of this, like that you can be a fan of something in many different ways. And it doesn't have to look any one way or specific or anything that, that like everything is valid. And, you know, I created a place where people who play baseball and people who don't play baseball could come on and talk about it. Um, and you know, I got to like do comedy and MC at the baseball for all nationals in 2018. And now feel like part of that community. And it's just, it feels like being a part of a community, which is to me much more rewarding than being, you know, this like chameleon air podcaster that like is involved in the, in the presidential race. Like, no thanks. Um, so I just want to thank everybody for being here and uh I hope everyone is taking care of themselves, drinking water, going for walks, wearing a mask, um believing in in the best of us. And that you know it it does take a long time but that doesn't mean we have to wait. So, um keep doing what you're doing and keep keep seeking, you know, justice. Keep being open to the truth and you will find it. You you will absolutely, absolutely find it. Um so after this, we will be back with some rosin bag and then uh the the preview of the postseason this year. All right, we're back, and we're going to start with some rosin bags. We've got three, so if anybody's got any more, feel free to send them. Um, This one came in through Instagram, and this is from Kate. Uh, I'm going to leave the last name off of there. Um, Questions for the 100th pod. Congrats, which was very nice. What's one change you went through personally while recording the pod? What's one topic you wish you spent more time on? What have you learned about yourself in baseball? Did you foresee 100 episodes? I kind of feel like I just covered that in the intro, um, which is great, Kate. You gave me a great uh, baseline for the intro. Um, I mean, I kind of listed all the, per- the changes personally. Um, what's one topic you wish you had spent more time on? Um, you know, here's a topic that instead of wishing I would have spent more time on, here's something I'm going to spend more time on. Uh, perhaps I'll do like a deeper dive into uh, Tony Stone um to give uh you know i've i've made reference to the negro leagues haven't really done like a full episode or a full deep dive on a single player so perhaps that's something that i might do in this off season this year which would be i think fun and illuminating and helpful and uh that is something that um taught me about baseball something that i learned about baseball that i guess i just didn't really connect the dots was that it was you know we call it the national pastime, and when I came into baseball, it was the 80s, so it was already pretty removed, but, like, Little League was still happening. Um, But learning, like, how during, you know, like, pre-World War II and then post-World War II, baseball was something that everybody did. It was, like, a a main activity in this country of a lot of people, Um, and it was, like, a working class uh, sort of recreation. And so that is something that I learned and that's what I learned about myself that I actually I actually am not that interested in like the most elite version of sports um I actually like a lot of levels of competition um that is something that I learned about myself which wasn't um something I I knew but um I would also say that I you know learned a lot about myself uh in making this podcast um that people will support you people like bench coach Brett will help you make a thing, even when it's hard Um, and they will give you time and space and they will also reach out their hand and help you to make something. Um, And that like, you really can get through just about anything. It is actually possible. Um, And I did not know that was possible before I made this podcast. Um, Then our next one is uh, at Lucian Bold from Twitter. How and why should someone... Uh, who didn't grow up with baseball, get into it. Like, why do you personally think this sport is worth it? Um, which I responded to them like, well, I kind of feel like all 99 episodes leading up to this one um, has sort of been my my thesis on, on why that is the case. Um, I just think, you know, personally, I l- love this sport. It's been part of my life since as long as I can remember. And really, really in a passive way but it has just been part of the fabric of my makeup. And so I just wanted to share that with other people. And I wanted to find other people who felt that way. And I wanted to like learn all the different ways that people enjoy and like the sport. Um, and you could make this argument for any sport, but there is something to me about baseball that there is no clock. There is no time restraint. Um, it's outside it's played in the dirt and the grass. Um, there's just something elementary, elementarily spiritual about it that I have tried to get at and will continue to get at, um, that you can't control the pace and you can't, no matter how hard MLB and Rob Manfred try, they actually can't make the essence of this game different. It will always be there no matter what. And this one baseball initiative really bums me out, but it will not work. It will not do it. Because in the face of trying to create the game in a new image, more will spring up. And I truly believe in that. Um, And so for me, baseball is a sport about moving through space and time with a collective and common goal. Uh, And each of us has a part to play. It can come at any moment. And we can all we, we we can do something as small as taking a step to the left because we get this feeling that maybe the ball's coming there and then it does. And I feel like that applies to life that you can, you can get in touch with your intuition and you can make a difference. Um, and the difference isn't always like, I'm going to change the world. It's like, if you want to change the world, you got to start small. So what is the tiny little step to the left that you can make in your life that hopefully leads down the line that makes someone's day a little bit brighter. And then they maybe make someone else's day a little bit brighter. And then we all have a little bit brighter of a day. That's kind of what I think about baseball. (laughs) Um, and then finally we've got at the nugget 31. Is there a superstition about the number 86 in baseball? Edward Kalina on the twins is the first player or coach to wear number 86. Um, That's interesting to me. Bench coach Brett gave me these notes, which says I couldn't find anything about a superstition, but interestingly in the last three seasons, several other numbers have been worn for the first time as well. But I will say, here's my idea for 86 being, I mean, number one, it's very high up. And I think there's just a feeling in baseball. uh, uh, 50 always felt like the top of the heap, you know, for quite a long time for me. Um, And so I think generally like the higher the number was for spring training. um, So people stayed away from those numbers because you looked like you were going to be sent down. Um, And then also 86 is like 86 is like we're out of this and like 86 that take it off the menu, which to me as a baseball player might also feel like 86 this guy take him off the lineup. So that to me is like potentially why you wouldn't want to wear that number. Um, But. Here are the other numbers that have been worn for the first time uh, as well. So number 80 was first worn by the Twins' right-handed pitcher Ryan Eads in 2019. 89, first worn by Red Sox' right-handed pitcher Tanner Hook and Yankees' right-handed pitcher Miguel Yajure in 2020. 90, first worn by Cleveland right-handed pitcher Adam Simber in 2018. And 92, first worn by Cardinals left-handed pitcher Genesis Cabrera in 2020. So with 86, 89 and 92 coming off the board this year, every possible uniform number zero through 99 has now been worn in a major league baseball game. How's that for a stat? <laughs> and then our absolute final Rosenbag is just baseball 2020 specific. Moni Bolas, what happened to the White Sox? The White Sox, one of the surprise breakout teams of 2020, had a horrendous final week of the season, losing six games in a row, including a 10-0 blowout loss to the Crosstown rival Cubs on Friday night. That game also resulted in a a one-game suspension for manager Rick Renteria and a three-game suspension for reliever Jimmy Cordero after throwing at Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras in retaliation for an earlier celebration. The good news is that the White Sox turned around and beat the Cubs 9-5 to on Saturday night after erasing a three-run deficit in the fourth inning. This win keeps the Sox alive for the AL Central Division title. A Twins loss to the Reds on Sunday, coupled with a White Sox win, could give them the division championship. Um, I mean, I think what happened to the White Sox is the same thing that's happened to many players that we're getting into, and this is all based on my theories having not watched any games, which is that this is an atypical season with little to no spring training, um, and like coming in super hot, consistency is something that is hard to build in a sixty-game season um, when you've been playing your whole life one hundred and sixty-two games with a two-month spring training period. Um, so it's bound to just like, which is why I think the postseason is completely up for grabs, and literally anybody could win because who who knows what that preparation is going to do for a postseason like this. So I still am pulling for the White Sox despite, you know, having, having my um, connections and small loyalties to a little team called Cleveland. Um, But like, I would love to see, I, you know, there are many teams that I would love to see up there, even though the White Sox won the World Series in 2005, which was very recent. Um, so that segues us beautifully into the postseason preview, which bench coach Brett so lovely lovely put put forth to me. Um, this year, 16 Major League Baseball teams will qualify for the postseason. The first three seeds in each league will go to the division winners, ordered by record. The second trio, trio of seeds, that's four through six, goes to the second place finishers in each division ordered by record and then the final two seeds go to the two wild card teams. The wild card round will be a best of 3. I bet the Athletics are really pissed about this. The division series round will be a uh, best of 5 and the league championship round and world series will be best of 7. So here is the current playoff seeding as of Saturday night, which is last night. And today is the last game and I don't think I don't think there can actually be any changes to this, hopefully. In the American League, the eight AL playoff teams are set going into Sunday. There you go. The seating can still shift around based on what happens on Sunday. Uh, but the teams are set. So here are the current standings, which by the way, once again, no Mike Trout in the postseason. Um, gotta do something about that, guys. It's just not good television, you know? Number one, my Tampa Bay Rays. Two, the Minnesota Twins. Three, The Oakland Athletics, almost said the Cleveland Athletics. Four, Chicago White Sox. Five, New York Yankees. Six, the sub-500 Houston Astros. Seven, Cleveland. And eight is the Blue Jays. Happy to see the Blue Jays in there. Uh, In the National League, two of the eight spots are still up for grabs going into Sunday. Here are the current standings. Number one, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Number two, Atlanta. Three, Chicago Cubs. Four, Padres 5 Cardinals and they are not clinched 6 Marlins 7 the Cincinnati Reds did I not say look for the Reds this year I'm pretty sure that I said early on Cincinnati Reds uh and then the 8th place team is the Giants who are not clinched um and RIP Hunter Pence it's been a pleasure to watch your Sox play baseball there are four teams in the running For the final two playoff spots, Cardinals, Giants, Brewers, and Phillies. And the seating can still shift around as well based on what happens on Sunday. Um, So who are my favorites in each league? And which of these teams could be this year's Nationals, uh, R-E-I-E, the lower-seeded teams that make a run? And who is my World Series pick? So uh, my favorites in each league, American League, obvious loyalty to Cleveland, uh, pulling for the A's and the Rays, and the White Sox, (laughs) and also the Blue Jays. Pretty happy about all of this, with the exception of the Yankees and the Astros. Um, And then in the National League, obviously pulling for the Dodgers, but I feel like the Dodgers are going to do a Dodgers thing and lose. Um, And then, you know, I'm just going to say after that, it's mostly the Reds and the Padres, um, and uh, pretty terrified about the Cubs doing well in a presidential election year. Uh, with LeBron back in the finals, so we'll see. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, which of these teams could be the Nationals? Um, I would imagine that it would be the Blue Jays. <laughs> uh, could be this year's Nationals because they have just been having a lot of fun. But I will see. I will say that them moving from that minor league team into a full size ballpark for these games might be a might be a blessing, might be a curse. Um, and who's my World Series pick? You know, I just think it could honestly be anybody. But, you know, I was very hard, hardcore Padres. And I think the Reds could pull out like a crazy Cinderella national style run. But I'm going to go with the Dodgers and I'm probably going to be sorry for that. So we'll see. Um, So then we got the awards picks. Uh, And I'll go into these like pretty, pretty quickly Um, for MVP and Cy Young this year. So for the AL MVP, Shane Bieber is a lock for the AL Cy Young, leading all AL pitchers in wins, earned run average and strikeouts, and leading all AL players in war. Could he also be one of the rare pitchers to win MVP this year? His primary challengers are a pair of White Sox, Jose Abreu Abreu and Tim Anderson, and a pair of Yankees, DJ LeMayhew and Luke Voigt. A late season power surge by Cleveland's Jose Ramirez has also put him into the conversation. And of course, Mike Trout is always a perennial candidate for the award. I feel like the chance of Shane Bieber getting it is pretty high, given that this season is like going to be at the same time considered an anomaly and a wash at the same time. So Shane Bieber, Cleveland right-handed pitcher, he's eight and one. He's first in the AL with that. That's his win-loss record. Uh, And he has a 1.63 earned run average, first in the AL, 122 Ks, first in the American League, 3.2 war, first in the American League. Uh, Jose Abreu for the White Sox, he's a first baseman. He's got a 321 batting average. That's third in the AL, 19 home runs. That's second in the AL, 57 RBI, first in AL, and 2.8 war. That's third in the AL. Shane Bieber is the first in all of his stats, just to, just to say. Uh, and DJ LeMayhew, Yankees' second baseman, has a 359 batting average. Wow. That's first in the American League with 10 home runs, 24 RBI, and 2.7 war. That's fourth in the AL. And then other candidates, as we said, Tim Anderson, the White Sox shortstop, Jose Ramirez, the Cleveland third baseman, Mike Trout, uh, with the Angel. He's the Angels center fielder and Luke Voigt, the Yankees first baseman. Um, I, I think it goes to Shane Bieber and um, it would be nuts if it didn't when I look at all those uh, stats. So on to the NL MVP. A month ago, Padres breakout star Fernando Tatis Jr. was the favorite for the NL MVP, but a September hitting slump has lowered his chances for the award. Meanwhile, Tatis' teammate, Manny Machado, has emerged as the MVP frontrunner alongside Dodgers right fielder Mookie Betts and Atlanta first baseman Freddie Freeman. If this were a full season, Nationals outfielder Juan Soto would also merit serious consideration for putting up some incredible offensive numbers, but having missed a third of the shortened season uh, for testing positive for COVID, by the way, uh likely puts him out of contention. So we've got Mookie Betts, Dodgers right fielder. He's got he's hitting 292. Uh, He's got 16 home runs. That's tied for second in the National League with 39 RBI and 3.3 war. And that's first in the NL. Manny Machado, Padres third baseman, 306 batting average, 16 home runs, 47 RBI. That's third in the NL and 2.8 war, which is fifth in the NL. Um, And wins above replacement is war, which is a stat that I'm still hazy on. And it's basically like, that's how many wins you get when you have Manny Machado in the game as opposed to replaced with an average player. I'm pretty sure that's about what it is. Anyways, if it's wrong, I'll correct it next week. And then we got Freddie Freeman, the Atlanta first baseman. He's hitting a whopping 343 batting average, which is third in the National League. Uh, 13 home runs, 53 runs batted in, second in the NL, and he's got a 2.7 war, um, and that's sixth in the NL. Um, and other candidates are Fernando Tatis jr. Padres shortstop, Dansby Swanson, Atlanta shortstop, Trey Turner for the nationals shortstop and Juan Soto of the nationals. Uh, he's an outfielder for them. I think, I think it goes to Mookie Betts again, um, looking at all these numbers, um, or Mike Trout, but he's in the American league. So Mookie Betts, um, I think Trey Turner also makes a pretty good argument, but, uh, the nationals haven't been doing that well this year. For some reason, when you're a shortstop, the, the play of the team matters more than when you're somebody like Mike Trout and you play in the outfield, you know, I don't know. Um, And then the AL Cy Young, Shane Bieber, was nearly flawless from start to finish this season and is a lock for his first Cy Young award. Not only did Bieber log 100-plus strikeouts in a 60-game season, he also became the fastest player in MLB history to get to 100 strikeouts, recording his 100th strikeout of the season in just 62 and a third innings. Uh, Shane Bieber... Cleveland right-handed pitcher. Once again, he has eight wins and one loss. That's first in the American League. He has a 1.63 ERA. That's first in the American League. 122Ks, first in the American League. And 3.2 uh, wins above replacement, first in the American League. Um, other candidates, Garrett Cole of the Yankees. Louis, Lucas Giolito through, through a no-hitter no for the White Sox. Lance Lynn for the Rangers. Kenta Maeda for the Twins. And Hinjun Ryu for the Blue Jays. My sweet, sweet Ryu. But I think, it, I mean, it's just absolutely going to Shane Bieber. There's just no arguing that. And then to wrap it up, we will go over the NL Cy Young. The NL Cy Young race is a dead heat between several deserving candidates. Hugh Darvish had a remarkable bounce back season with the Cubs. Despite it being for the Cubs, I am incredibly happy for you Darvish. He deserves it and leads all National League pitchers in wins and quality starts. Atlanta's Max Freed has proved invaluable for the NLE's champions this year as the sole ace in their rotation. And the Reds' Trevor Bauer and the Mets' Jacob deGrom have been stellar all year, leading the league in ERA and strikeouts, respectively. Hugh Darvish's line for the Cubs is 8-3. and three. He's first in the National League. He's got a 2.01 ERA. That's second. Uh, 93 strikeouts. That's third place. And 2.6 war, which is fifth in the National League. Uh, Max Freed for Atlanta is 7-0, tied for second in the National League. 2.25 ERA, 50 Ks, 2.9 War, and that's second in NL. And Trevor Bauer for the Reds is 5-4 with a 1.73 ERA. That's first in the National League. 100 Ks, that's second in the National League. And 2.7 War, which is fourth in the National League. And finally, you know, baseball's favorite pitcher, <laughs> Jacob deGrom, for the Mets, uh, he's 4-2 and two with a 2.14 ERA, 104 Ks, which is first in the National League, and 2.5 War. I mean, I think you've got to give it to you, Darvish. However, you can make a case for any of these pitchers. Um, so I'm really curious to see how that turns out, and I'm really curious to see how this weird seating that doesn't make any sense turns out for the postseason and fans of baseball. Um, and I hope that everyone has had a good ride until now, and we'll probably... Keep it going through this postseason because I will actually be able to watch it. Um, but we will be back right after this with a catch up with my dear friend, Paula F. Tompkins. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this guest for obvious reasons, because... Our guest is Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins, how are you? Thanks for being on the I'm show. I'm
0: good, Ray. I'm <laughs> excited to be me, too.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited you're you.
0: <laughs> oh, pal, I have not seen you in such a long time.
1: It's been so long. It's so it's good to see long. your face in the Zoom.
0: I know. I'm so happy to see you.
1: I'm so happy to see you, too. And thanks so much for being on the 100th episode of Three Swings. Can you even believe it? Beep, beep, beep
0: congratulations thank you it's very exciting it really is an achievement yeah uh, and it feels like no time at all i'm I'm honestly shocked
1: it feels like a lifetime and also just a moment yes (laughs) just a commercial break um yeah i had no idea brett emailed me and was like we made it to 99 and i was like 99 what (laughs) and he was like episodes (laughs) And i was like holy shit um yeah i did not think that we would do it and here we are Made it. Through. Did you for one
0: moment when he said we made it to 99? Did you think he was talking about Luft balloons?
1: <laughs> they go by. <laughs> I they did, do go by. They do. They go right those, on by. Those, those balloons go by. <laughs> when they're Lufton, they really just love to Luft uh, around. Kenny Lufton playing center field for the Cleveland once, baseball team, 1995. You know? Once
0: they Luft, they get stuffed. <laughs>
1: So, Paul, uh, yes. baseball in COVID, what has that been like for you? Because we've had a friendship that started around comedy, through comedy, mm-hmm. and then we had a friendship, then within our friendship, we were like, we both love baseball. And so mm-hmm. then we love baseball together, so we haven't really had that connection through the pandemic, the COVID Whatever. I know. I'm not calling it quarantine because people are moving freely in their lives. So yeah. <laughs> <I'm liking laughs> yes, this. it's true. It's a pandemic still. <laughs> it's um, true. But uh yeah, so what is your what has your baseball been in COVID? I mean, what what's
0: so weird to me and it, and it and it occurred to me, there's the there's the during this period there's been the normal you're not seeing the people that you would normally see a lot at all. Yeah. Um You know, maybe a little like uh, uh, physically distant backyard hang here or there, but it's not it's not like there are so many people that you realize, oh, I would have been seeing this person so much more like you don't run into
1: people. I don't. Yeah, you don't run into people not Not doing stand up shows. I was like, oh, I really there are a lot of people that I didn't like hang out with, go to dinner with or whatever, but have friendships with because i would see them at shows a lot <laughs> yeah you would be like hey how's it going and like know what's going on for them on, from social media and then just like catch up and like yeah everything i mean there's there's positive and negative because everything is very you you have to really set your intention to do the thing yeah. but i i do really miss that there was a moment very early in the lockdown where i went for a walk and i ran into like a gaggle of five people who were all going on a masked walk together. And then two more people. And I was like, Oh my God, you're kidding me. This is going to keep happening in this. And then it never happened again. Like I haven't run into a single person
0: since then. And it's, you, you you know, I, I forgot about that about running into people at shows that you get this little bonus time with people, you know? Um, but by this point I realized like we would, you and I, would have seen so many games together. Yeah, we would have we would have gone to games. We would have watched games, um, and th- so there's that aspect of it that is that is very sad. But I have not since since quote baseball season end <laughs> quote yeah. has started. I just could not bring myself to watch any of the games. Yeah, it just felt even just seeing clips pictures. Mm-hmm. It felt weird to me. Um, I just couldn't do it, and I thought I was going to. I fully yeah. thought I was going to. When they announced that they were going to actually start playing games, I thought, "Oh yeah, I'm going to check that out." And then the first opportunity I had to watch a game, I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. What do you? So what? What are the factors that like you were? You were like, I can't. I can't watch this thing. <sighs> I think it's that
0: I don't want. I don't want that version of the thing that I like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, there's something that feels very hollow to me, Mm -hmm. very empty to me, even though, and people have said, it's still the game. It's still the same game. And it's like, yes, it's the same game, but there's, there's a lot about the experience, Mm -hmm. even on TV that is just, (laughs) it's just not the same. It's just not the same. And I just I and maybe if I watched one maybe it would feel more you know familiar than I than I am anticipating that it would but mm-hmm. I got a feeling no and <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. and I just can't make myself do it and it's yeah. like look hey I'm I'm glad that ultimately if if people are playing and they're not not everybody is getting sick all over the place then great like I'm happy for the, for the players that want to play, like, look, man, I know that feeling of you not getting to do the thing you want to do the way that you usually get to do it is it's really tough to be doing shows without audiences right now, without live audiences to, to be like, I'm, I'm very grateful for all these streaming, you know, the shows that I can do from, from my office, but it's nothing will ever be being in front of people, you know, oh, yeah. and, and it's- having, have feeling not that communal the same feeling
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I think that- I agree with you too like it's not because I, I I think it's easy and if if somebody wants to hear this in this they're gonna hear it no matter what but I, I think it's easy to be like oh nothing's good enough or like you just don't like it or whatever but it's it's that's not it it's a different experience and that is not the experience uh, in terms of baseball major league baseball like that it all the I'm realizing that many of the things that I love about the game are missing you
0: know yeah and
1: and also uh the you know Rob Manfred's saying we needed healing and like that's what baseball is gonna bring back. It's like I feel that way about it like I do mm-hmm. I, I believe in the yeah. sport as as a, a an American thing um mm-hmm. but the moment is not now, you know because it would provide healing when, the moment was right. Like I think about, you know, uh, the, the nine 11 weekend happened recently. And like the moment that the Mets did get back on the field was the moment that it felt like we needed that, you know, and I'm sure yeah. pe- people disagree, but from my experience, it was like they waited and then they went out when it felt that way. And like, that's not what this feels like. It feels like a cash grab and it feels like, Oh, let's just pretend everything's okay. Um, yeah. And it's hard for me to watch these guys play when I feel like they're in an immense amount of danger, you know. Yeah. And it reminds yeah. me of the the danger that we're in. And then I yeah. just like similar to ways I felt about, you know, the domestic violence issues in the game and uh, you know, just the 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 racial inequity within the game mm-hmm. that that I'm just like kids are watching this. They're not yeah. wearing masks. They're hugging each other. They're running into each other. And people are getting COVID still. And like yeah. we just don't know what it means to contract the illness and recover. You know, like I think it's yeah. Jose Abreu of the White Sox is like, I'm not the same guy I was before I got that. You know? Yeah. Um which is I, that's
0: chilling. You it's know, it's chilling. Yeah.
1: These are the healthiest people. Despite yeah. all the jokes about baseball being like, you know, you can be whatever and play it like that's true, but not in 2020. These guys are like insured. To yeah, the it's not max. the 90s like, anymore. No, yeah, no, it's not the 90s. It's not the 70s. Like these guys yeah. have like immense amounts of training and all yeah. you know, health routines and stuff like that, that it's like I was talking to bench coach Brett before you we got into the interview that like I realized in between episodes that it's giving me the same feeling that football did. Like I've never been a huge football fan, always been willing to like watch any sport. Cause I just really enjoy sports and athletics. Um, but when the CTE and concussion stuff started coming out, I was like, I I literally, I don't know how you can watch this when you know yes. that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And it just yeah. feels that way for me. It's t- It's taken the joy out of it. Cause like injury is always a possibility, but we know too much now,
0: you know? Yeah. I mean that, but it's like, it's, it's become too much of a high wire act to <laughs> to see. Like, well, maybe these people will pull out of it. I don't know. It's also it just seems like such hubris sure. um, that oh, we're going to do it this way. We're all going to be in a bubble, and these guys will be in a bubble, and then but but it's like now it's two bubbles together. Yeah, <laughs> you know what right. I mean. And it's not. It just feels like I'm. I'm not an epidemiologist, but it just <laughs> seems like it seems like you're you're tempting fate the more you're having people interact in this way, the more you are, you are just pushing your chance, pushing your luck. And, and it's just not worth it to me, especially the thing is, it's like when you think about it in terms of just about everyone involved in this sport is crazily wealthy (laughs) that if anybody, if anybody could financially take a year off Mm -hmm. It would be Major League Baseball, you know. Now, look, I don't know everything about how their finances work. I do know this about gigantically successful corporations like that: is that what they consider losing money is not making as much money as they would like to be making?
1: Correct. Which is not
0: the same as if you or I lose money, right? Then it's like, no, I'm actually that money is gone. It's gone. (laughs) Yeah, cannot recuperate. Yeah, like no one they they can still sell shit, you know, over the course of a pandemic. There's still things that they could do to make to continue to make money, just not as much money as they would like to be making.
1: Right, Um, and and we're also like, and I, I mean, I've said this before, pre pre pandemic about contract negotiations. We so often see. How much the players are making, and we only see top line players too. Like we, we yeah, nobody sees how much uh you know uh, a B or C catcher makes in the league. Yeah, which is yeah, in in the grand scheme of things, not much. Like there are a mm-hmm. lot of guys in Major League Baseball who don't make a lot of money. You know, yeah, and so those guys would have actually been hurting. And I say that because their team, however, their their the corporation that employs you. Is look is is a net you know fifteen billion dollar corporation. That's a lot yeah. of money, you know. It's to like,
0: a lot of money to
1: cover for one year the salaries of people who yeah. won't get by. You know, yes. the salaries of people once it, who sell hot dogs.
0: Once, <laughs> once your Illions <laughs> click over into the B section. Yep, yep. Then you're fine. Yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're good. You can take the summer off and, and you know, or you could take more time to figure shit out. You know what I mean? And the, 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 the baseball thing to me is very, very illustrative of how everything seems to be handled. And there's a part of me that gets this. Everything is like, uh, okay, we got to wait. We got to wait. Uh, we got to, let's just, we just do it. We just got to do it. We just got to do it. And I, I understand that feeling of, It feels so open-ended. We don't know when this is going to be over. We don't know if we're going to get sick. There's a feeling like probably any of us are going to get sick. I'll probably get it at some point. It just feels inevitable. And I understand the feeling of, I just want things to feel normal. I just want to feel like like even a little bit, do a thing that I used to do, you know? And it's where I I feel it myself that that's where you start to get sloppy, you know? And that's And that's where you start to you start to lose sight of these are very simple precautions that we're taking in everyday life to make sure that we don't get sick or get somebody else sick. And wh- I, I had a I I had a birthday recently and my, Happy tradition- birthday, Paul. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> my, my tradition is for the last, I, I don't know, like 10 years or something is, that my wife Janie and I have uh dinner with our friends Mike and Cynthia. And we will go to the same restaurant every year on my birthday. Like, that's we don't tell the restaurant it's my birthday. That's as mm. much as I want to celebrate. Sure. That's all I need, you know. You
1: don't want to be clapped and sung at? No, <laughs>
0: never, by the way. <laughs> never. So
1: <laughs> so this year,
0: um, we were gonna Mike and Cynthia have like a nice patio set up. I was like, oh great, we'll get takeout. And we'll have uh, a a nice uh, distanced dinner outside. Well, then the fires happened.
1: Oh, right. And so
0: the air was so bad that weekend that that day, like we made an executive decision. We said, okay, we'll do it inside. And so they have a nice dining room with a long table. We sat at opposite ends of the table, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's it felt so like we were doing something. It felt like, like the, the immediate the feeling I had was this was like during war, like London during the Blitz, and we have a, <laughs> we've turned a light on we're not supposed to turn on, right. you know. I ate like a
1: pat of butter that was yes. for my grandmother <laughs> to keep her alive, you know, emotionally and spiritually, and I took it for myself.
0: Yeah, and I really yeah. had to say, okay, well, we're still we're still being pretty safe. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we these are people we trust; uh, they trust us. Like, we know that we're not going all over the place. You know, so there's there's a, uh, um, uh, a calculated risk here, but it's not it's not bananas that we're doing right. this. But it's, it still made me feel weird. Yeah, and I was like, and leaving that, I was like, okay, gotta remember. Just because that felt normal doesn't do mean it, you do
1: it all do, the time. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Don't don't just start saying, ah, you know what? I feel eh. fine, so let's just start
1: hanging out at each other's houses. Let's know? go to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> don't worry. Multiple times tested negative. Private island. You know that kind of met- yeah. <laughs> mentality or whatever. <laughs> exactly. But I, I do. Th- I think it's so easy to afterward convince yourself that it's okay. You know. And, yeah. But it, it's also about trust, and to me. And this is years in in the making for me that that Major League <laughs> Baseball as a corporation has just diminished the public trust. Now, yeah, there's many people who believe in Major League Baseball. Obviously, it's not a majority necessarily. Uh, most of the people I know feel that way generally about it. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense to me that they're like, well, we just got to do it. And they they definitely did not it's not calculated risk i mean it is calculated risk they're like we don't care (laughs) you know like we want to spend some more
0: time in those calc they could have spent some more time in those calculations
1: they had so much time you know and and then also football they had so much time and they didn't do anything because to them it like costs money and it's all it's it's wild to see how much of this country is a casino and it's not just because of the guy that's in the oval office like there's a lot yeah. that led to that you know where it's yeah. like oh this is all we're just and and which brings me to a major reason why they wanted baseball back is because they're so in bed with vegas yeah and like sports gambling and you're like oh 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 oh
0: <laughs> yeah
1: that's the threat of america
0: like, i I'd- didn't even consider that part of it because i'm not a gambler <laughs>
1: right I just don't think about it that way. But when I was talking to a friend of the show, it's so wild. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: There are people that are consumed by gambling. Consumed
1: by gambling. And there's also people who see that as like the legitimate economy, you know? It's become a huge part. I mean, it is a huge part of the economy because you're just raking in cash for nothing, you know, like you're not. Pay, the, the overhead for a casino is like 50 bucks, the, yeah. the air conditioning, <laughs> basically. You
0: don't have to wash windows.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't. That's a benefit. Just keep them dirty. Nobody cares.
0: Wait, but I'm sorry. You were saying you were talking to Nick.
1: Oh yeah, he was on the show talking about uh, uh I'm I'm blanking on the ownership of the Cleveland baseball team cuz I literally don't care that much. But he was using <laughs> like, you know, a, 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 an indigenous leader owner of a casino as his like well, they don't care about it. And it's like, of course mm. they don't, because they're working with you. And also, that's <laughs> right. your pool of like, maybe, you know, go outside of the casino a little bit. Um, but then it also dawned on like, oh, right. They need this eco- like they're in bed with that economy. I mean, FanDuel is on the mound this year. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like that's a casino just because wow. it's on the Internet, you know, doesn't mean yeah. it's not. Um, yeah. 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 So yeah, they, they just need that to happen again. Not to mention even, you know, like the destruction of the minor leagues and all those things. It's like,
0: I know that really breaks my heart.
1: It really, it really breaks mine too. Cause it's like Ugh. the last vestige of, you know, amateur professional semi-pro sports. You know, we just don't yeah. even, I was talking with bench coach Brett about that too, where it's like, there's only two op. There's only one option basically for being a professional like, male athlete, you know? And it's the MLB, the NFL, the NHL, and the NBA. That's it. Mm-hmm. You can't play at any other level. And I just, I think I miss that, too, which I miss my baseball league a lot during this, but I also see a lot of opportunity for people to see, like, oh, me playing the sport in a in a semi-organized way is also part of this experience. And that yeah. becoming, like, you know, because, like, this just is our normal, you know? Like, yeah. whenever we get through this, it's not going to, it's not going to dial right back to 2019, you know, like all this yeah. stuff is going to be embedded in what we do. And like, I just hope that it, I, I believe that it will create community in a different way. Like, it's just going to have to, cause we've already done it, yeah. you know, like having the dinners and stuff like that. It's like, oh, I'm very like aware of the, the things that I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm yeah. paying even more attention to the, like my <laughs> footprint in my own life and absolutely. then other people's footprints and like, who, who is, who is on the same path, you know, and like not throwing yeah. people out, but just being like, you know, not for me. <laughs> like, that's just not yeah, for me. Absolutely. You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. I was glad to, to discover that m- most of the people, pretty much all of the the people that are in my life, in my life, um, were we were all on the same page about, about this few people surprised me. Few people surprised (laughs) me. Sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, it's, it is. I, I miss going to games so much Mm -hmm. and especially now it's September. Like that, that was a whole summer that it didn't happen, you know? Yeah. And To live so close to Dodger Stadium, and you know that now it's like I would go there for a COVID test. Right, (laughs) that's it. It's it really and be in your
1: favorite part of the stadium, which is the parking lot. (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) They might as well go all the way and like throw a gigantic tarp over the stadium, (laughs) so you can't even see it.
1: It's just flapping. You can't. Yeah.
0: But yeah, man, I I really miss I miss um I miss talking baseball with you. I miss yep. seeing baseball with you. And because it was a it was a part of our daily lives. Like we would text each other every day about games and and catch each other up on stuff. And, you know, it was it was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun.
1: <laughs> even and the silly things like dumb hats that New Era was putting out. Yes, like, what is exactly. this garbage? And like the the like supply chain is down, so there's like no merchandise <laughs> to even make fun of anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there but was, yeah. I feel like there we did have one text exchange about an ugly
1: hat <laughs> we did this summer. <laughs> that it said like baseball on it, and you were just like it baseball. Said, <laughs> it said baseball on it. <laughs> They're, Come they're, just, on. they're so out of everything. Come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, I miss like, you know, watching games at our houses together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and,
1: uh, I mean, I will probably pay more attention during the postseason. I, I, you know, as much as I'm mm-hmm. on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, that's how much I pay attention this year. I, yeah. I watched like opening day and, you know, back to this infernal damnation of like everything's blacked out. All the games that I really want to watch. I, that I'm, is I'm pretty lukewarm the, on Cleveland oh, at this point. Um
0: the, the fact the fact that they dare to say, like, we gotta get baseball back in to yep. heal the nation, but also blackouts still apply. But also blackouts. We're not gonna, we're not gonna lift uh, it's the it's sanctions demonic. basically.
1: How dare yeah. you live in the same place as your team? Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. and and like the Padres are having the, the my silver lining for this baseball season is that teams you would likewise not see in the postseason or in the race or doing as well as they are are doing well. And that is the only thing that makes my heart sing about this is that there is is an advantage to like starting late and just like all the seasonal stuff that I don't totally comprehend. But the fact that the Padres are (laughs) like I will go on record and say I think the Padres are going to win the World Series this year. And like stand behind it. As wearing a, a Dodgers uniform, right? Like,
0: <laughs> hey man, would this love is the year. to see this. If, if they're if they're gonna if they're gonna win, it's gotta be twenty twenty.
1: It's gotta be twenty twenty. <laughs> and like the White Sox are number one in the American League, that's, I think so that's as of today. So wild, like that is the that is like, and the Astros are doing. Uh, not as good as they used to do you know which has opened up for the oh, athletics and oh it's too bad for them that's a shame too that's bad we'll never shame. know what happened in 2017 <laughs> anyway strike three on the outside corner <laughs> <laughs> that's like the only sort of silver lining but do you have do you have a world series prediction paul having not watched any of this <laughs> what is it 60 games
0: I'm hearing uh, I'm hearing the Padres are looking good for it this year.
1: They've hit so many grand slams, it's crazy.
0: Wow. God, good for them.
1: I mean... Good for them. They are terrible almost every year, you know? And, like, they just can't get out from behind, you know, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the Dodgers. And then now they're yeah. number two. And they're only, like, a game behind the Dodgers. Because the it's Dodgers, amazing. it's September, which is basically... This year is August. And so they've started (laughs) losing. (laughs) Can I just tell you this one baseball thing, which is that Dave Roberts left Kenley Jansen in against the Astros, which was not a game they had to win. But in terms of like caring about your fan base at all, you've got to win that game. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He left, they were up, I think, five to one.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: And Kenley Jansen, who, as you know, has heart problems. Uh, mm-hmm. Also had COVID uh, and then it was. I didn't know that. The, oh my yes, God. Uh, is in recovery for COVID uh, and then the fires were happening, left Kenley, Henley Jansen in to give up, I think four runs <laughs> to tie the game and I, then they ultimately lost.
0: I can't think of who would have more trouble breathing under those conditions. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: That's criminal.
1: It's like the most Dave Roberts option you could possibly come up with. It,
0: like at how, 100%, 100%. How could you?
1: And people will fight me on this. I don't like being a person who, you know, rails at the manager. I never wanted to be that kind of guy. But come on. He's how earned you, it, though. I think he's earned you, it. He's earned it. He's absolutely yeah. earned it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's incredibly on brand for Dave Roberts.
1: <laughs> it's the most Dave Roberts thing I've read about because I didn't watch it uh, happen. Because I can't because yeah. I don't have cable.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that really is the, I guess it's the communal thing, even watching, even watching it, just seeing people in the stands and hearing them in the stands, it gives you the feeling of being together with people. Yep. And I, I guess that's really what it is, is that watching it with a bunch of cardboard cutouts in the stands. um, It makes me feel alone. It doesn't make me feel like I'm, that I'm uh, enjoying that, that big, big aspect of baseball for me, which is being there with other people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I can't, (laughs) I can't do it. I I mean, it's
1: tough. It's, it sounds different. It looks different. the, I, I can get down with some moments, you know, that that come mm-hmm. through the Twitter where I'm like, oh, this is amazing, but then there's always it's like watching a movie where you're like, oh, I'm distracted by watching this movie, and then something happens where you go, why don't they have masks on or something, you know, like yeah. where you just are <laughs> yeah. continually reminded of this thing that we're all going through, yeah. which is both good and bad, you know, because that that to me, I guess, is the community that has usurped, you know, the community of baseball is that oh, mm-hmm. this is. No matter how far apart we are by everything, we are in this together, you know, as mm-hmm. much as we don't want, we want to pretend that we're not, you know, um, we are going through this thing together and it's the only thing that we can do together is the pandemic, you know, <laughs> like that's it.
0: What if baseball this year, if major league baseball had been, <laughs> had been on Twitch and it had yes. been professional baseball players playing video baseball
1: the show they were doing that they were doing that they were doing that at the beginning of when when sp- spring training got shut down they were doing that and I will tell you it that was joyous it was yeah it was fantastic <laughs> it was so much fun it was uh, so much I mean, fun obviously you're not gonna get season. 80 year olds watching it you know <laughs> <laughs> the
0: core audience the core of MLB. audience of the MLB. <laughs>
1: Eighty-year-old Republican men who are currently golfing. You know, that's right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mask off golfing.
1: Mask off golfing. In the cart, we're we're socially distanced, and they all get in the cart together. Well, Paul, since you are aligned with me on your World Series prediction, I think we'll we'll leave it with this question:
0: uh-huh.
1: What uh, what has brought you joy in the pandemic? you know what? honestly,
0: figuring out how to do stuff like this mm-hmm. like we're doing right now, yeah, and knowing that it's it's when things get back to a semblance of 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 normality mm-hmm. when we can do shows in front of audiences again, it is good to know that I could still do online shows mm-hmm. and and it's going to reach more people and yeah. So I'm I'm thinking ahead to what is going to what is that going to be even when I can do live shows again cuz I don't know when that's going to be sure but to 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 have a new thing uh that's just this mm-hmm. you know and to to work to 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 craft a show towards that so it's not just like hey this is the best we can do right now right. but to make it its own thing and it's been I, I got to say like to do online shows has been such a, um, such a joy to have something to look forward to, but then also mm-hmm. something that's fun to do where you're seeing other people, even if it's virtually Um, that's been, that's been the most fun I think that I've had.
1: That's great. And I've, yeah. I've watched some of your shows. You also do like shows just something that I think is really wonderful about you, Paul, is that you do like so many different kinds of shows and with people yeah. all over the place, like improv groups from like just cities wherever, um, <laughs> it's just I'm I'm very I wouldn't say jealous because I don't I, whatever, but like I I wish that I had that <laughs> ability to like do it to to like get up in <laughs> front of people that I don't know. I mean, like I do that, but but like to do that with other folks, and and I just think yeah. that's really cool, and and I enjoy that about what you're bringing to the zoom. And I agree. Like, I think it's, thank you. We get this new, like uh like a new baseline, you know, like podcasts mm-hmm. were always sort of supplementary a little bit. And it's like, Oh no, this can actually be just like a perspective shift even more of like, no, this yeah. can actually be the thing. It gets to be its yeah. own thing. Um, and, and I mean that,
0: that a lot of this stuff has already been in place, whether right. it's Twitch or YouTube or whatever, but there is something that's, that just feels different about this that, um, mm-hmm. the, I I guess I'm looking What what's really different is I'm looking at it in a way that I didn't look at it before. <laughs> right. You know, and, yeah. and now I'm excited to kind of craft what, what my version of that is going to be.
1: Very cool. I yeah. love that. Yeah. It's all, I mean, that is the thing. There's like so many new ways of looking at all this stuff we were already doing, you know, yeah. cause not, not everything's been taken away. It's just like kind of, kind of some big <laughs> things that we, you know, spent a lot of time doing <laughs> now. It's yeah. like, Oh, I just, I just get, get to do something else, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause if I don't look at it that way, I get really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Real. What's
0: been your silver lining other than, uh, other than watching the, um, mm. uh, the teams that don't usually uh, get this far, get this far. What oh Oh,
1: Sure. Um, thank you for throwing my question back at me, Paul. It's great to be, always be a it. guest on my own podcast. <laughs> it's honestly, super fun. Um, I mean, I will say like it, connecting with people in different ways and being open to like, and like even text messaging people, I yeah. consider the communication in a deeper way. You know, like I'm, it's not like a dashed off thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not making phone calls to people in between things and just like fitting it in. It's like, Oh, I have a lot of space and time to actually like sit down, consider the thing that I'm doing, you know? And like, yeah. I just really appreciate the opportunity to really slow down and have this, have the pace of my life change tremendously to where yeah. like the things that I'm doing are very deliberate is the word that I've been looking for this whole interview. Uh, <laughs> d- I, the things that I do are very deliberate, you know? It's, it's uh, I don't, I have the luxury of taking time between the things that I do and really um, really choosing what I'm doing and like feeling yeah. like oh I got to do that and then if I don't like something I just get to say like oh you know, not for me you know yeah. <laughs> It's not yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. no I've I've thrown away a day or something. It's like <laughs> uh, living in Los Angeles you spend so much time in your car and like I don't do that anymore. I know, it's wild, right? I've gotten a lot of time back, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. It's really strange. Like, And anytime you do get in your car, it feels like, do
1: I, how do I? Do I how does this work? What do I, do you guys go or? Am I looking Am I around frozen? as much as I should be? <laughs> Am, I Am I muted? Am I muted? <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's been great to talk to you, Paul. Thank you so much for being on episode 100. You were an early and frequent guest when we had actual baseball going on.
0: I know. Well, I, congratulations! It's it's this is so fantastic, and I'm I'm glad that you have. Uh, I'm glad you started this podcast. I'm glad you've been doing it for so long, and I'm glad that you're continuing to do it. Um, I honestly can't believe it,
1: that I am, but I thank you. <laughs> no, it's it's a
0: great show, and I I, I talk it up as much as I can. It's it's I think you are um uh, you're such an excellent host and uh, such a, uh, a, a smart, thoughtful and well-spoken person. I really enjoy listening to this show.
1: Oh, Paul, I think the same of you. That's the, the, the sweetest <laughs> thing. Thank you so much for saying that. And I mean, I wouldn't be making a podcast if it wasn't for you, you know, uh, well, listening to I all mean, of your I- podcasts. I literally did for, for so for my entire, you know, the whole time. So
0: <laughs> Look, my whole thing is I just want to be there so someone else can say, well, I could do
1: that. <laughs> well, you did it. <laughs> I'm pretty positive. I couldn't positive. be prouder. I
0: couldn't be prouder.
1: Well, I love I, Thanks I, for I being love on, you on my too, podcast. I love being on my podcast.
0: Absolutely. I miss you so much. It was I so I miss great you to too. Let's
1: do a friendship Zoom and <laughs> absolutely. absolutely down to distance hang sometime. Let's Give do it. Give Janie right. my best. Thanks so much for being on the show. We love you
0: love you too and if you liked it you liked it this is bench coach Brett saying thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you next week for episode 101
1: forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced by Brett Boehm Joe Cilio and Alex Ramsey for more original podcasts